I mean, they joked that there was a milkman's child at one point, mm. <laughs> you know? I'm American, so there's lots of issues with race. <laughs> if you chose your, like yourself to immerse yourself in black culture, that would be a distinguished choice that you're making. Sex is a huge part of human rights, though. <laughs> a violation of one. A violation of one? Mm -hmm. Anyway, stop. Let's talk about roots, baby. Let's talk about unifying we. Let's talk about all the good things and the dopey things being black can be. Okay. Let's talk about being free to be seen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yellow, hello, hi. This is Aaliyah, better known as Muhammad Aaliyah, and sometimes known as Leah for those who think they can call me that. Hmm. This today is being free to be seen, and today my guests and lovely, beautiful peoples are sitting with me here. <laughs> and what? How else must I describe you? I don't know. Well, seeing as that you don't know, but can you please tell me if you know your name and introduce yourself, please? My name's Wafika. Yes. I'm here. Yes, and tell us about yourself. What is there to tell? <clears throat> I'm in China. I'm from South Africa. I grew up there in Cape Town. Sick. Mm-hmm. It's the best place to be. Sick. Yes. And so you left it? For... I left it to come to China. Yeah. To experience new things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I don't know if that's like what we all say. I mean, it's like the... It's the truth I want to go with, okay? <laughs> you know, not everyone's honesty should be heard out loud. I think it should be heard out loud by a select few, right? Oh, at least by yourself, you know what I mean? So select few by yourself. You know, at least, <laughs> yeah. My truth it's is fair. for me, and as long as yourself. I speak it out when when I'm ready to hear it, mm. not everyone needs to hear your truth. Right? No, not everyone does need to hear your truth. Um, I don't think we even get to tell our truth to ourselves enough. That's what Lauren Hill says. Hey, so many people they lie to themselves too. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Um, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> is that even possible? I mean, you can try. I can try and I try, and you know what he says at the end of the day? Mm, I'm I not back here. To him. Just kidding. That's uh, true. <laughs> right? So I'm like, you will see your life. All right, so let's get into some of the. I'm Yara. <gasps> oh my god. Yara. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking. <laughs> cool. And then to her right, to Rafika's right, we have the lovely Yara. Thank you. Um, and it. It's oh, a my circle. right, your, your left. Wow. <laughs> and I'm from, uh, I guess I tell people in China I'm from America. And I tell people in America I'm from Nigeria. Yes. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, well, where you are. Yeah. You know, based and in, in relation to what you need and what you need to get in life. Mm. I, everybody does that, surely. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you can, you do. If you can't. You try to? Uh, um, I don't know. Why about where you come from? All right. So, thank you, Yara, for coming here today. <laughs> and having the chats with the chats with the chats, chats, chats. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel free to be seen? 
Does that even make sense? Do we have yeah. to break it down? Yes, please. <laughs> Do we have to break it down? I think we're going to be doing a lot of this unpacking kind of stuff, which is necessary and important. I need to put my bag with me. This is the discussion we're having right now. Mm. <laughs> so I think that that's a really important question in my life right now. Um, like a ridiculously important question, right? Like being seen. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the school year, or at the beginning of this calendar year, I decided to go to the make a vision board like yeah. thing. And so I got together with like a bunch of black women and they were making a vision board. Um, and I, that is something that I had avoided. A, hanging out with a bunch of black people. <laughs> be hanging out with a bunch of black women <laughs> and then like making a vision board especially one that anyone would see right so like right, no, no. i was just like oh okay well we're like one weekend in the new year like let's just approach this head on um and on my vision board like that was the like biggest section is like being able to be seen right and not being afraid of it for the last year i've wanted to dye my hair Yes, please. Can we do it? Can we see it? Can we live this life? Yeah. Color? Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Just like, <laughs> I mean, like once I went wild and I dyed my hair black. Damn. I know. So unusual of a color. I know. Even wow. crazy. Right? Where I was like, okay, if my hair is like darker, it's different. I mean, like I've bleached streaks in it, but I've never like. So is this your natural color? Yeah. Full on. Full on. And yeah. went on black and then because the black creates a bit of a contrast. It does well, actually. Like, my hair is like and before my hair was actually a little bit more reddish brown oh, growing nice. up. Mm. So like yeah, I was like, oh I'm gonna dye my hair black and I mean my family noticed the difference and that was about it. Right? You went all emo, didn't you? I was kind of like an emo goth kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like yeah. transitioning out of goth and into emo. Why in why ever emo? Just yeah. like I mean, I loved the music. I uh, loved the scene, the kids. I just realized something really it's crazy. The opposite of being seen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, seeing as that, you know, Yara, you're Nigerian American. And Wafika, how do you identify? South African. Uh, but, like, what kind of South African? The colored kind. You said it. <laughs> but no, but that's what I identify as. Really? And then. Well, I mean, really. But, like, because I thought you also had, like, a very cultural thing, a religious thing, should I say? Yeah, but I mean, culture and what and ethnic identity is like, I think, two different things for me. I'm one, I'm Muslim as a religion, and then secondly, colored as a race. Um, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Oh, they really aren't. So, yeah. can you tell us about a little bit about yourself and how you grew up and the experiences you had to deal with when being of those two, you know, elements of yourself? whether it be colored and it be Muslim, how is it navigating your spaces as you're growing up? How is it having to maybe somewhat adapt or, you know, tell me a little bit about your laugh. Well, my life in South Africa as a colored Muslim woman <laughs> was easy because South Africa, well, Cape Town anyway, there's a large community there, so it's quite easy. You know, everyone's around you and you're also mixing with different cultures, different groups of people, different races. So you're used to mixing and talking to different people. So you don't question your identity as much, especially since I grew up in a, com- com- a kind of community. Unless they question your identity for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I never, I don't know, I, I never had anyone question it in South Africa because mm. I grew up in a color community, well, m- mostly Muslim community. So it was like very homely. Everyone was the same in, in, a, in a sort of way. It's only when I came to China 
we are here to defend my race. Yeah. Defend it. Yeah, Explain I mean, look at me. I'm thing. pale. And people like, how can you call yourself colored? You do mm. not look like one. Look at your hair. Look at your skin. But then they might say that you look more Arabic. Look more Arab, look more Colombian, look more oh. South American. I get that a lot. Yeah. But You're okay with South American, though. I'm not going to say anything. It's a stand-up joke in South Africa, okay? Mm. It is. What is that stand-up joke, by the way? I don't know, but there's one apparently. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, no, I had to defend it here. Like, people don't understand what I mean when I say I'm colored, so I just don't bother with it anymore. Because once you tell them you're South African, then they are like, oh, so where are your parents from? I'm like, okay, they're also South African. And they're like, okay, but we are their grandparents. I'm like, okay, they're also South African. And they're like, we are their grandparents. I'm like, my, don't know where the rest are from, <laughs> but my one great-grandfather is from India. And they're like, ah, you Indian. I'm like, no, I'm not Indian. Just because a small percentage of you comes from there doesn't make you an Indian person. Especially as if you, you know, we have different communities in South Africa. We have the Indian community, colored community, you've got different black, white. And just because you have some sort of blood in there doesn't automatically make you part of that community, you know? Facts. Yeah. Facts. And also with apartheid, they, they really referenced you. They grouped you in a certain section and they also made you live in a certain area with a certain group of people you know so my family grew up with colored people and then I grew up within a colored community so I only know that way of being you know in either way even I knew some Indian people it's not like they were like ah you one of us mm. you know how rude no, it wasn't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. But like, <laughs> they um, did me a favor. No. Um, but I mean, they, we had different cultures. They, they um, knew more about India, more about the language. They dressed more that way. You know, the, the culture was more Indian in that regard. We, our mind was more Cape Malay in every single way, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's why I do not like telling people I have an Indian great-grandfather because they automatically assume that is that encompasses my entire race and heritage you know which it doesn't because I do not know anything about that part of life yeah how Yara. do you want to know parts of that life no I went to India it was fantastic love the food oh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's not who I am and the thing is I, at one point my friends and I you know them we got in such a heated argument one day and I was like, look here, we are no longer having this discussion about my race, okay? And these are close friends? Yeah, super close. Tight. Here. Tight. Here. You know? Homies. Here. Here. <laughs> saw them yesterday. I'm like, no. But I mean, part of it was also joking, you know? Yeah, but it banter. Keeps, yeah, but those banter keeps coming up and, mm -hmm. the, and, some, and also they constantly were like, explain it to me, explain it to me. And, you know, some people are like, your race is based on your skin color. And in South Africa, it's not really like that because color people are completely different shades. Our eye color, our hair color, completely different, you know. And I keep telling them about my one friend in South Africa. Uh, they're three sisters. They're they like two years apart from one another. And they're all completely different shades with different color hair. Mm. Youngest blonde with green eyes and blonde hair and fair skin. Middle child, fair brown skin, light brown hair. And then the elder one, dark skin, dark hair. Same mother and father. It's just how our genetics work. We 
pop up babies like a printer losing, you know, ink. <laughs> That's quite the description. <laughs> I've seen that in other colored families, but in America, we would just assume you, it doesn't matter what you think, you don't have the same mother and father. Hmm. Like, we would be like, okay. I mean, I, I understand that in your family, that's what you guys say, but... I mean, they joked that that was the milkman's child at one point, mm. <laughs> you know? But it was like a running joke because, like I said, they're completely different colors. I mean, that's the same thing in my, my family as a whole, you know? Some are, are darker skin, some are lighter skin, you know? And I used to defend myself. I'm like, look, my cousin is dark. I just happen to be the pale one. Yeah, so... I've never had an issue much with race in terms of my community, except here in China, the fallen community. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yara? Yeah, I'm American, so there's lots of issues with race. <laughs> um, but this, this, again, we haven't even talked about you know, your upbringing and how it was. And For me, it was like, um, because I am Nigerian-American, right? Both my parents born and raised in Nigeria, and... Um, me being having gone back to Nigeria, so I've seen my parents like birth homes, spent time there. Um, was it a vibe? Yeah, I mean, life in Nigeria is amazing in a lot of ways. Um, Explain some of those ways. Well, so I always thought one of the most amazing ways in which Nigeria is like just so different from America is that when we would go back to visit how much time all of my cousins and aunts and uncles would take off of work mm -hmm. to spend with us oh. like basically a month right mm -hmm. and in America if I try to take a month off of work to spend time it's like no. don't come back I mean I yeah like obviously you're not necessary here even taking off like when my aunt visited and I have one aunt I'm sorry, uh, one uncle on my father's side and one uncle on my mother's side who live in the States now. Um, but when like other in-laws came to visit and I tried to take time off, it was, it was a task and it was hard to explain to the workplace why I'd want to be there and why that's really important to me. And I'm like, okay, but how do I explain to you that when I went to Nigeria, they like dropped everything and then came and like stayed in our family house with me for at least like two weeks at a time, you know? Um, yeah, so we, and, but aside from that, growing up in America just meant generally explaining yourself to white people, right? All mm. the damn time. Because, like, Africans and, and black people, they understand. They're not confused about the setup, really. Um, mm. Black people do not see Africans as black. They're not confused. And they usually can spot it. Wait, so... What? African Americans, am I correct? Yeah. Do not see Africans as black. Like, they see their color as black. They don't have a hard time saying, like, your color is black, but you're not part of African American community. Because the culture is quite different. It's wildly different. So, but that makes yeah. it black? Um, like, they would talk about, like, black culture. If you chose, your like, yourself to immerse yourself in black culture, that would be a distinguished choice that you're making. Otherwise, like, you would be a part of like, so they coined black culture. I would say I'm comfortable saying that, right? Like, because black culture and African American culture comes out of like mm, abolition and comes out of like you know those who have roots to slavery and can't say where their home is in mm. Africa, yeah. right? Versus like Africans who are immigrants, we have a whole different culture, um, and 
in general, I mean, like Nigerian Americans are like the most highly educated foreigners, right? Um, and actually, I think they're the most highly educated subgroup in America, right? Versus like black Americans really have a hard time with education still. They're still trying coming up. Um, and that's a large part because of the efforts that our parents put in, right? Yeah. Like the African Americans, I'm sorry, the, like Nigerian Americans or other Africans who come to America and immigrate, like by and large are the creme of the crop. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes for any immigrant to travel. Exactly. I mean, because yeah. you have to have the means and the knowledge to, you know, survive in that country. Mm -hmm. And you have your whole family, like, looking at you, hopefully rooting for you. Mm -hmm. But if nothing else, they're watching you. Yeah. Right. But like those who have been there for generations past and built America, like, yeah. it's a they they don't need anything. They don't have to prove anything other than straight up surviving yeah. in America. Um, when you put it. Wow. Yeah, which is already a difficulty. But thriving isn't necessarily the full-on goal. Um, and so white people, and I grew up in a primarily white community, um, explaining to them that I'm Nigerian-American. Me too, likewise. Yeah. And I just didn't understand certain things. Like, I missed a whole lot of culture jokes. They'd, like, make some, they'd make a statement that's supposed to be offensive and would, like, not mean anything to me because my parents didn't like school me in African-American history. They're like, that's oh. not your history. I don't, that's not in my business. <laughs> I don't know about that. They would just be like, oh. yeah. my parents were just like, oh. let me tell you about Nigeria. Like, <laughs> we'll talk like, let me tell you about Ghana, right? We'll tell you about our neighbors. But yeah, why we got to talk about, about pretty much Africa. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool. Thanks. That was really helpful. Um, but you, I'm here though. I'm out here. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I got here and I did that. Um, and my parents were really supportive and, right, uh, education's a huge thing in our household. So everything with that first. Yeah. I it's Is it just me also? But it's not just me. It has to be not just me. Because I think that whenever you are away from home or if, if you don't do necessarily what your parents intended, next best thing, please just keep studying. Mm. Get them degrees. Become mm. like stupidly qualified and educated, and I'm like, how about experience in life? And they're like, education is an experience. Yes. Uh, well, it is a, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think in my family is more like you. You can you can have your degree. No one can take that away from you, yes. and then go out and have that experience. Because if whatever happens outside there, and you want to come back, your degree is always there for you. You mm. know. Yeah. It's like you, it's yeah. Do do your degree in, for example, in journalism, and that's not what you're keen for. Explore, and if you always want to come back, your degree is there. It's always going to help you. You know. Yeah. Especially now, look here. You need a degree to work in China, so. Come in handy no do less. you though jokes jokes you need no, no you have to have it in order because they ask you to have yeah. a legitimate job or yeah. one that pays well it's exactly. all fair, fair it's all fair in, in red and up. yellow so mm. that is great to hear by the way and um i can't imagine though being an african-american not having to suffer the diaspora necessarily because no, being a Nigerian American Nigerian is still American. a is still a, there's still a diaspora. Explain uh, please. Like this is what my cousins and I we're all like in this group chat and we talk about it all all the time. Like cousins send out messages like, "Hey, how's the family on the diaspora?" <clears throat> right? Hmm. Um, because we have gone from 
yeah, I have cousins who are in England. I have cousins who are like in Germany and I don't know. I have one going to South Africa in two minutes, can like I all visit over. Those no, but right? can I just get why she pointed at me when she said Germany? <laughs> I don't know, just like a place, you know, yeah, like other yeah, places, yeah. also because you know. I don't know if you're trying to say something. Hmm. Go on. Did you feel something? I think I did. What did what? you feel? I think I saw into the future, maybe. Oh. Jokes. You saw Germany coming in there? Nah, I don't know. Oh. Maybe they won the World Cup. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Law. Also, there's something to be said as not being Nigerian enough, right? So we also talk about this a lot in yeah. Nigerian communities. Because I do not speak enough of my heritage language. That's what you would oh, call no. It. no, I don't speak it fluently. So it's a mess. But Is it a choice on your side? No. Um, actually, a lot of people of my generation do not speak Yoruba or most of our... Actually, not just Nigerians. It's like actually like of my generation in America, a lot of us do not speak our heritage language. Because at that time, speech language pathologists were telling parents, don't teach them that. They will have an accent. And then if they have an accent, like, you know, that could hold them back. Wait until they're older and then teach them, which was, you know, opposite. It's the literal opposite of what they're teaching now, which is don't bother teaching them English at home. Just use your heritage language. Yeah, because they then learn the language the, outside. Yeah, yes, yeah. and they'll be just fine. Mm. But in those days, and my parents heeded that advice, they wanted their kids to be successful. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't learn it very well. Uh, so you do know a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, I can go in the streets, but, like, I can't have a whole conversation about, like... <laughs> <laughs> anything really well sorry enough well um but so through being in america what are some of the things and rights wise because you know being in america as whew, numbers okay black nigerian mm. a woman What's else? What else? <laughs> I mean, that's enough for that's enough 20 <laughs> yeah. years right? of yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but specifically with this, because you grew up, what kind, not what uh, state? Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm. Where know, the yeah. big trial is going on right now. Yeah. Well, so, you know, in America, we've had like the big protests that are going on. Um, and that was instigated again by what happened in Minnesota, right, where George Floyd was killed oh. um, by a police officer, a white police officer at that. And um, Would it have been different if it was a black police officer, or do you think it would, never, it would have ever happened? It has happened before, and that black police officer went to jail. Oh. When it's a white police officer, they don't go to jail. That's like, it's easier for them to kind of, like, throw a black person on the bus. Um which is part of the difficulty of the story. And it was, I mean, what he was being like, what, what prompted the arrest was like that he maybe had a fake $20 bill that he was using. So, uh, and then they were like, oh, you're not, I don't know, you're resisting arrest, right? Um, so this ongoing question of like, Okay, let's imagine that it was totally fake. And actually, let it not be $20. Let's say that he's using $500, you know, like $500 bills. Which They're completely fake. Exist, really? Yeah. No, no, five different $100 bills to try okay. to pay for something, right? right. So he's like totally spending fake money. 
is that still worth his life? And like the imagery of just like someone literally sitting on his chest, right? Kneeling on his neck um, and just like with hand, the police officer has his hands in his pocket with his knees on his, on George Floyd's neck um, for nine minutes. And you end up being like, uh, you're clearly not worried right now. Your hands are in your pocket. So like, why couldn't you just handcuff him at that point and then put him in the back of the car? Why are you still saying he's resisting arrest? How can you, how can you be feeling like you're in danger if your hands are in your pocket? You look really relaxed here, right? Um, so life in America as like a black person, right? Like I have younger brothers. It's a conversation that we often have. And my one little brother, he's like fearless. He was clearly raised around a lot of white people and he does things that are hella bold <laughs> and it scares the fuck out of me like all the time he'll just be driving he's like whatever i'm like there's a police officer you should slow down on the road right because one of the things china, china's wild all the police officers are visible all the time mm -hmm. you know like but in america they always hide they do the same in like Iraq, in south africa yeah. do they yeah. okay so like in america like they're always hidden and i'm like they want to get you but if you see the police officer like you should slow down to yeah. blow the speed limit. He's like, no, those are the people they always arrest because they think you're doing something wrong. You know, it's all the white people speed right past them. They're not worried. I'm not worried. Huh. And I was like, huh, you might be right, but speeding one mile over the speed limit, like, is enough for them to pull you over. But I think, I guess he's thinking is if they're going to get an excuse, they will look for any excuse if they want to pull you over. It doesn't matter, you know? Yes. Slow or fast, they're like, okay, look who's behind the driver's seat. And that's the thing. So what's the point of going it's any slower? It's actually better if it goes faster. Yeah, you don't see me fast enough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not just a blur to you. you exactly. Know? And he actually it, has some sense yeah. I mean, I want to think that he has some sense in there. And so far, it's working out okay for him, though he's gotten some tickets, but... If you see him, he's quite formal and proper, and we hope these things save his life, right? Balance. Mm. He's giving something, and you know, he's making sure that no, he's, he's, he would you, say you, that that's his you, personality. You, you anyway. hope so, but I, I, after that thing happened, I watched so many videos about situations in America, mm. and it's amazing. This, oh, I can't believe stuff I like mean, that still happens. I, one person just got shot by the police officers in South Africa for protesting. Oh, one, just one. Yeah, but it's an anomaly. I mean, not many people. I get mean, killed. Yeah, I know, but it was we, a lot for us. I mean, for no. like, I mean, it's unusual for someone to get pulled over for a traffic light protest. and getting shot. Mm. You know, same it's, for peaceful protests in America. Mostly because though. our police officers are useless. They arrested peaceful protesters. They didn't arrest the thousands of white people who stormed the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol. Oh, we're on you. As long oh, as black on. people stayed with home, guns. It was okay. But I mean, I mean, everyone is like. Expect. I mean, you saw the. I saw videos. You saw videos. Yeah. The people they have that sense of entitlement that's embedded in them. It's not. But it go also away. works. How does that work? How is that okay? So we're like not even pretending. That's how it feels currently. Like we're not even pretending that the rules and laws are the same. Like, at least before, it felt like there was some decorum, right? Now it's just like, ah, eh, don't yeah, worry about they it. Pull the curtain aside, and now you can see it blatantly. But this is so. This is what I really want to get into because of. I think with Bufika and I, we, we know a completely different kind of realization of rights and, and the virtue of rights mm. within our own country and how such rights are to an extent limited depending on the situation and depending on the people in those spaces. 
which is very important, right? But we, I can't even lie. We come from a very colorful nation. I know it's so cliche, but Mandela done said it. And yeah, we are the Rainbow Nation. And oh. I kid you not, I that's our title. That's our the title. The Rainbow Come. Nation. Because mm-hmm. you guys have like five. Yeah, but it, how many colors are in a rainbow? Roy, G, Biv, eight, eight, red, orange, yellow, blue, violet, indigo, and violet, indigo. Roy, red, orange, yellow. G, green, B, blue, indigo, violet. Seven. Yeah. Anyways, just because I said I was right, I feel like... <laughs> take away, I'm okay with it. It didn't take away a title. Man. No, but, has but, power. Colorful. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, uh, with America, I don't know how many uh, colors are there. I don't know how many colors are in Brazil, actually. We're not talking about other countries. Just to stick to South Africa. But I'm saying yeah. that... <laughs> yes, thank you for that. South Africa is... A rainbow nation for that reason and i don't even want to lie i i it hit me more so when i was in a place like china and i was like it got to me i was like where where are the colors where are the colors where are they really yeah it's it it, it was for such a long time that you see very much majority of the same people which is okay right but for me how i've grown up i've been used to a mixture of diversity of people mm. and and i think more than anything, in terms of culture, China's great. Chinese people are great. Mm. I, I really appreciate them. I, I appreciate how they also are very, well, for my, in my experience, they've been incredibly welcoming towards me. I used to live right next to my neighbors. My neighbors invited me. They still keep in contact me contact with me. Well, they nice. took me under their wing. And those are my first neighbors. And I know a lot of people can't say the same, but like I've never experienced any kind of, I haven't felt... I mean, there's marginalization everywhere, but I don't think I ever felt it in a deep way as some of my friends do or they notice about China and whatever, because I'm like, I've been so welcomed. But at the same time, I'm also like, I do miss seeing a variety of people at the same time, all the time. Um, I have so many questions about that. Yeah. Because South Africa is just a mixture of colors. No, about your experience here. It's been a good one. I'm sometimes I'm curious about like uh, people's perceptions of microaggressions. And do you not? Because it's not just like like white people talk about microaggressions that they experience here. Mm, Yeah. Um, just like people getting up and moving in the train, right? Or like people holding their, like their breath or covering their nose when they're walking past. Putting the mask on as soon as they see you. And that was before the virus. Yeah. Right? Um, or just like them being told just to like go out of somewhere. Um, and definitely like black people, especially when the virus first started, not being allowed in a lot of restaurants. Mm. Here in Shanghai? In yes, China. in Shanghai, all over, but it was the worst in, in Guangzhou. Yeah. It was very bad in Guangzhou. Yes. Every, they all got kicked out of their, not all, but all, a, as well. most of the Africans got kicked out of their apartments. They were doing raids. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know, I'm aware of this. So that's why I'm like, I'm curious about like, um, have you genuinely had, which you experienced it, so it's your experience, but yeah. um, from the outside, was it genuinely kind to you all the time? Or did you just not see when it was coming your way? The kindness or the opposite? The opposite. 
even if it did come my way, I never think it, I, it's kind of like a balance, right? It's like, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. It's, you're going to get all of it at the same time. But get so out. many things haven't really happened to me. I've always heard of them happening. Mm. Or maybe I did not notice. More importantly, I did not care mm. at times. And that is sometimes a piece that is needed for me mm -hmm. personally. Because I'm like, if I want to let this piss me off, I'm going to be pissed off for a lot of things. Mm. I can, there's a lot of things I really can't handle. And what are those? It's simply a, a practice of, I'm not going to mention like yeah, that's like the one thing I can't handle. That's one, <laughs> one thing I can't handle. But it's that that's what they do, you know. And it is what it is. And it's more of an older generation thing. It's mm -mm. younger generation does do it. Everyone well. does it. Yeah. Uh, not, not well, maybe not the people. But point is, that's the only thing. Everything else, though, in terms of interactions, in terms of. Um, the the yeah the hospitality i i don't know i've it's, it hasn't bothered me too much yeah. or if there has been like one of those ex extrovert like racial slurs or whatever i'm like huh i maybe it's because i don't know why but i i think it's also because china reminds you a lot of south africa in ways yeah and it's just like <laughs> what's it, new yeah you know what i mean i mean it's <laughs> like i mean and this it happens you, you do not come from a first world country you know it's things like certain things don't bother you like pushing on the train i'm like yeah i'm used to that when i used to get on the bus people used to shove me past me to try to get on the bus first in south africa so oh, then i never went on the bus but i didn't like people okay. touching me more than anything pushing yeah but i'm, I'm just pushing. saying like down here they push you back mm. in south africa they push you they they do the thing in south africa they do the thing here so it's like you know what? yes where do they do that in south africa Fama? in cape town in cape town my people Be very clear because yeah. they in joburg yeah because oh. jock boys and smokers but a lot in the u.s yes and those would probably be one of those people right yeah and, and, like, and our, like our community are hectic smokers yeah so i'm just I'm not, like in terms of like things that they do it's quite it's like and also yeah, they like to scream when they talk. It's such a South African thing as well. Mm. You know, we are loud. You Americans know, Americans are loud too, fam. Different. Not in the not, not in that way. I mean, they would have loud conversations on the phone in South Africa. It's typical to have loud conversations on the phone. Your friend is down the block, and yeah. you're like, "Yo!" And they do it here as well. You know. And and another thing is I like mean, we take photos in the mall. They take photos in the mall. I just you know. I do realize it is a, <laughs> it's quite similar. So I think maybe that's why you like not seeing certain things yeah, happen maybe. around you. Maybe. But I, I think <laughs> it's going to be very funny. So freedom of speech is big in America. Yes or no? Yeah. It's but, massive. But too much so. If you but you know me. what I love about South no? Africa? Ours is called freedom of expression. Yeah, but I mean, we, I mean, at least we understand the line. In America, they blur their bloody line, line, you know? We have a big line. It's so clear. Limitation. That mm -hmm. right is limited. You guys blur it in such a way, you're like, I'm not being, this is not hate speech. I'm expressing my freedom to express myself. Well, hate you're not able to incite violence. Though. Hate speech is not allowed when it's directed at someone. And uh, you can't create chaos. So uh, you're not like what, allowed what? to, you're not allowed to like yell like fire in the middle of like a uh, building mm, yeah, because a room, yeah. 
it means like you can't that's not protected under freedom of speech because it can cause a stampede yeah so if there's no fire you can't just yell fire are you sure it's not protected i don't know i no, it guarantee is, no, you it's one of the things that uh, everyone will tell you never because they can arrest you for doing this that. one is easy yeah. there's no confusion yeah. but right now there is a journalist who's on uh who's currently on trial for also supposedly resisting arrest uh even though she was acting like wearing her credentials and she was actively covering a protest so curiosity like it was an assigned also like her boss said go to this protest cover this protest she went then the police officer was like you disobeyed uh, orders like to clear a space and she was like i moved to the side and that's what you said and then he arrested her basically so do you think freedom of speech free, is always do you think trial. do you think being free and being seen is assisted by freedom of speech being free and being seen actually let me just rewind it back what do you how do you think freedom of speech has positively impacted your life I think when other people are able to express themselves, so they have the freedom to express themselves, then it gives you permission to express yourself, um, whether that's by speech or any other way, right? Mm -hmm. So to be seen more clearly. And when other people are sort of silenced, then you begin to silence yourself, right? Leads to like fear. Um, yeah, so actually, like, one of the big things about freedom of speech as well is that, like, it's not completely protected. It's not always allowed in schools. Um, schools say, like, they basically, they're a special environment, da-da-da, and then it's not always allowed. So, like, um, in university, it's more freely allowed than it's allowed in high school, right? They'll be like, no, these, there are confines to this. You're not an adult, and you need to, like, abide by our rules. Um and it's usually the time where I experienced high school as being that time where you first begin to express yourself mm. the most, mm -hmm. right? Um, and like dress code, for example, right? Like mm. people consider dress code as being like an infringement of freedom mm -hmm. and to express yourself. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know about what your dress code was, but... Oh, I had a uniform. Yeah, um, in South Africa, uniforms. We don't have uniform, but women are not allowed to distract men. So... I, I mean, um, with our uniform... It's a dress code, so your your it's skirt sad. is not allowed to be a certain length. Your mm. skirt, but I don't think it has anything to do with um, boys in particular. It's more about the standard that they had. Yeah. What is the standard about then? It's about looking appropriate. What's appropriate? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see, it, it gets blurred, and it, it seems to come back to to, to it's the all sexuality. About sex, sex, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will always eventually come back to sexuality. Yeah, but I um, do you think though that I kind of appreciated mm -hmm. because we had we actually had a cool uniform you know what really big up to my high school they did well they did well with the uniform winter had these like these trousers that weren't the ugly trousers where they bubbly and whatever oh, they yeah, had those. soft and they feel good and they were champagne colored they you didn't call the beige in our school uniform oh. beige we called it champagne Champagne is a different color. It is a different color, but I was like, you just want to be bougie. So <laughs> no, no, definitely. But you also you did go to a bougie school because yeah, most likely you had a blazer and the khaki pants, didn't you? The champagne colored khaki pants. Of course, because exactly. they were the cooler ones. Okay, and it makes sense. You could wear those, and then blazers were nice. You got different colors depending on how how much you had achieved. And I get, for bougie. one thing, I give it to them. Very nice uniform. Mm -hmm. 
but I do respect uniforms in that they unify us in a certain way. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily, I think we had a debate like this in uh, high school for the, for debating about uniforms and their purpose and what they do, um, stuff like that. And I I personally do like uniforms. I think that I don't they mind look them. good. And I think for when you're at a schooling environment, at least, I don't know, I mean, maybe consciously, but subconsciously, when you all look the same, you're all unified, you have the idea, the first at least idea, that you are together and you have a belonging to something. I think also had a financial aspect to it. That I mean, coming from a, someone who went to a, because a school. They were, because there's a lot of things that are already dividing kids in high school. Yes. A lot of things. There's, this is... We have this debate also in the U.S. and mm. it's not we don't really experience it like this because like you have a uniform, um, but like your shoes, for example, are meant to look a certain way, but you pick out your shoes. Right. Yeah. And there's definitely class division in shoes. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a huge like there's the other there's other ways well, to I mean, express no, yourself. I, I, yeah, yeah, but you do get school shoes and generally the school shoes do look the same. Right. They generally do look the same. In terms of how they, there's only different styles, but otherwise they look the they same. They have school like given shoes. Yes, we have. Gen- oh, yeah. they don't have that in the yeah, US. Now no, we have a standard girl shoe. Mm. Well, and the boys have a standard shoe. Uh, you so you can you there's different colors. You get the brown or you get the black depending on your uniform. Brown yeah. is a tricky one. Uh, yeah. They never look good. Yeah, and also um, <laughs> socks. Socks has to be white. You can't yeah. have, and you also there's there's school socks as well. So oh. you, like I said. You can buy plain white socks, but you can't have Depends. any no if it's name brands. Summer, can... you wear white socks. If it's winter, you gray, wear the gray. school socks. Yeah. Oh, you, well, guys wear gray socks, girls wear white socks. Um, well, depending on it's what color really you're detailed. Uniform. Yeah, depending it's on the strange. Color, your uniform. But okay, I it was in, sick. in my yeah, in my school we had the tracksuit, mm. ugly ass thing. But then I did go to high, high school quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was standard. Everyone wore the same thing, and I liked it because I went to a high school where people had different financial means, and I did came from the lowest spectrum, so no one could tell. I mean, my friends were quite wealthy, so they automatically assumed I was wealthy as well. And I was like, I ain't gonna correct you. Mm. Think did, I'm so, wealthy? Let's, so let's bring it back. Do you think that maybe you know our uniforms made us allowed us free to be seen? Yeah, I mean, does it did it not maybe in some way? Oh, now we all have the same uniform. Now we're all representing one school. We were all representing But didn't one you guys school. have school gear? Yes, we did. We all represented we one We always school. wore school gear. Yeah, but it's for for the purpose of... I it, mean, it when we met, like, when we now met. we are both on the same scale in some regard because we both, we're all representing um, the school and I can represent the school for us and it wouldn't matter so much my skin so much as my performance because that is what is... Of, the biggest thing i yeah i, I mean, just appreciate I mean, it in certain other ways hmm. um i'm not saying that it's all encompassing and all forgiving and it and it makes everything better it does not there's a whole lot of other stuff that drives me mad that we still have to deal with i, but I was fantastic at dressing when i was growing up and mm-hmm. i had like really interesting style and that was a part of my personality you know the well. funny thing was that in our school in prim- well, primary school anyway when we the days we wore casual clothes we mm-hmm. used to call them american day yeah <laughs> like genuinely because yeah. it was it's unusual for us to wear mm-hmm. casual clothes yeah yeah so and if american you saw day. someone in their casual clothes it was so exciting it's like damn what did you do <laughs> what did you wear where did you get that mm. mm-hmm. so another question then seeing as that we just spoke about 
negative not negative we did uh, how it's been positive freedom of speech how has freedom of speech had a negative impact on your life i think that's me too i think there's so many ways it's been negative for mm. you yeah i feel i'm very strong i'm a, i'm very much serious i'm stubborn not even stubborn i'm strong-willed about the idea that freedom of speech should be limited i don't think that it should just go wild and you say whatever the hell you want um if there's a certain there's i think there's a line right mm -hmm. and again that's what our constitution does you know not incite harm propaganda of war um and incite yeah harm as long as there's no violence or harm that is incited because of your freedom of speech and it's also not something that necessarily invite incite incites discrimination or implies discrimination towards race based on your race, gender, ethnicity, mm -hmm. I mean, race and age, disability, all of those things, because don't offend us that way. Yeah, we you actually have I mean? a sick constitution. I think our constitution is the best in the world. Yeah. And I stand by it. Mm -hmm. But very much in theoretical, not always execution. I don't think mm -hmm. America has the best constitution, so no problem. Yeah. Well, that's the sad part because America's constitution, we, South Africa, barred our constitution from America and I think Germany, mm -hmm. German constitution. And that's predominantly where our constitution, like the, the way they've written it, the, the main um, pillars of the constitution, like it's very much inspired by both of those. And it's crazy that I'm like, when I read some of the constitution, uh, I read the American constitution and they, what do you call them? Amendments, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Cause we call ours articles or mm -hmm. provisions. We have articles in our amendment. Well, in our constitution oh. and our amendments. Okay. So it helps to actually probably properly read through that, but it's, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting comparison to make because I would expect a lot more from America considering. You know? Well, we work on precedent, right? So yeah. do we. So it's it's always going to matter, like, what has been decided in the courts, what has been worked out in cases, more than just what the Constitution says. Um, how it's interpreted is always kind of confusing. But the thing is, the Constitution rules everything. It is the beginning of all. It is what starts I mean, that's all. a that's great idea. Yeah. Yes, but it's what you refer to. You don't always refer to... You're not going to... No constitutionalists refer to the Constitution. Oh, it's different in America then. Yes. Because... We would say that that's a philosophy for you to... It that, is a that philosophy. It's a, it's a type of philosophy, the people who are always going to refer back to the Constitution. Um, others are more based on precedent. But then how many people have been doing stuff in America that is problematic? I don't want to use this term problematic, but whether it be like shootings or whatever and having guns and that kind of stuff those rights are protected and understand i i've made a friend that depends on where and depends on everything see this is the thing mm. there's a lot of people that one man or one woman must take care of when they are also it's like because your states in my head are countries because they're just too big yeah <laughs> and so and they run like that like their mm -hmm. own kind of country so i'm like you as one person rule over so many countries is quite crazy in my head kind of but doesn't really have that sort of power the executive you're talking about the president right yeah. the the executive power is no more than actually the judicial branch or the con or the congress right or the legislative branch they're considered checks and balances yes so one agreed. none of them same with us but the thing is there is an overriding power 
And for us, not exactly. Really? Mm. But then how, how has it helped with getting things done or removing people? There's a lot of interconnectedness and deals and backside deals that yeah. I think we don't necessarily always think about, but it's a big and probably major part as to why things We think about it a lot. Do you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's the first thing that people a come lot. up with. Um, but that's besides the point. Let's get back to how do you think freedom of speech has negatively impacted um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that conservatives shouldn't necessarily have freedom to speak. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you have the freedom to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I know that I'm, like, kind of this, like, closed-minded liberal at times, oftentimes. Um, so I don't think that, right, like, I, I, I guess I don't think of it as falling under freedom of speech, but basically any, anything that is, like, not based in science, I don't think those people should be allowed to continue sharing their opinions. So anything that's not based on science should not be not allowed? At least opinions should not be equal to, we shouldn't elevate. I think in freedom of speech, one of the things that we find is that people's opinions become elevated to the same level of like actual facts or science. Well, welcome because of social media. Hello. Hi. Mm. A lot of people have something to say, which right. you always have. Right. But now, because of this this technology and how we've... It's like we're equal. We're, we're not, not on the same. Yeah, the same. More people can hear you now. Before, you like only a few people could yeah. hear you. But now, you've got a wider, bigger platform. But you doesn't can be it make dumb it noisy a lot of people. sometimes? <sighs> yeah. It makes it a little bit noisy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's loud. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. a sad thing, eh? So, then... So it can have a negative impact. Of course. So which one do you think it has more? Do you think more than not, it has a positive or the opposite? More than not, it has a negative impact. Well, you hear bad things more often than you hear good things. Because you like Indabas. Mm-hmm. Of course. Indabas means like problems, people's news. Mm. I want to hear your news. But as, as humans, as a civilization, we are very much gossipers talkers about people it's what we do it's uh, the beginning of mm-hmm. how, how we exist how do we know about what's happening with our neighbor and our future husband before globalized world happened you know that's we talked in our little tribes uh-huh. in reality i'm a fan of freedom of speech um because i think that the consequence of lack of freedom of speech is more of a problem than yes. having it and i agree 100 percent with you i think i'd, I'd rather hear Rather than not. Just utilizing it properly, though. Definitely. So, with your religion, Rafika, Mm -hmm. you are Muslim. Mm -hmm. And how has that been in your life? And personally, I don't necessarily, unless it has impacted you, if other people have impacted you as to how you navigate yourself through society, but more so, how how has your experience been? Wonderful. 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 And clean. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like I said, I, my, I grew up in a community where people around me were Muslim and colored, so it made it easy being openly Muslim and colored. You didn't have to hide it, you know. My friends are Muslim. My friends who were not Muslim knew a lot about Muslim culture and religion. Then so. may I ask then, how has it been in South Africa with us of different races? Um, how have the interactions of religions been between 
uh, each other. Perfectly Religions fine. Because we have race and everything. I must say, there has been a few times where I've gone to a restaurant and asked them, is something halal? And they've looked at me like, what do I mean? And I have genuinely gotten really angry with them. Is this here or South, South Africa? Africa. Oh, you should. You know, because <laughs> they should know. I mean, we, we, we everywhere, you know. We intermingle with one another. So it's like, how yeah. do you not know this? But yeah. more than anything, do you think they very are they they are accepting of different religions and the different preferences that come with it? Well, as it, a whole of South okay, Africa, like in my community, I grew up in Salt River, right? There's a church like in the next road. There's a mosque in the next road. In my community alone, there's like five churches and like f- four mosques, and. It, I mean, the mo- the church is right next to the, someone's house. The mosque is right next to someone's yes, house. But then, so it's like there's uh, respect and there's tolerance there, you know? But I'm saying, I'm not talking about within your community. I'm talking about from the outside community, how have they they been well, accepting? Outside community? Honestly, have I traveled to? much outside of, of Cape Town? I've been once to Durban. I was six, so... I, the best memory I have is of a refrigerator that can produce ice blocks. And I was like, wow. Uh. Okay. <laughs> it, blew my, <laughs> it blew my mind as a six-year-old. Okay. Uh. I told you, I grew up in a not exactly wealthy community. So that was the biggest highlight of my trip. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when I was older, I went to Johannesburg. And I absolutely hated the place. Oh, my God. Do not willingly choose to live there. Cape Town That's is way better. Home. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it sucks. Oh, why? It wow! Does. Fighting why? words. There are fighting Cape Town words. is the mother city. Of Bam! What? The mother city of South Africa. Okay. Anyway, let's not get into this because that could be a tricky conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Don't, don't, don't be hating the bitter city. The bitter city the that was bitter cr- city. created. How? Let's go through it. It's we don't like, want to go through the history of how messed up it is. South Africa's history is totally messed up. That's so a, that's, it's that's a, that's a, that's a splash of but red stains. But is fun and it's fast. And if you don't, if you're not street smart, you'll die. Actually, if you, either way, you'll die. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, being exposed to those other people, they were tolerant. No one was like, "Oh, you're Muslim. We're not going to talk to you." Mm. Or like, "Oh, so tell me more about your religion." Yeah, right? you see people. Like, I mean, in Cape Town or, or in other parts of Je- Johannesburg, Durban, wherever, Bloemfontein, you know, you see people walking around with scarves, thobes, fully kitted out in their Islamic garments, and no one blinks. Up. I, no one's like, oh, Vega's hmm. one of them, you know? So that's what I, I really enjoyed and loved the fact that I grew up in Cape Town and in South Africa because there's so much freedom. There was no question about me going to, um, why am I in high school? I'm like, oh my God, your parents allowed you to study? Oh my God, you're going to university? You're not getting married first? You know, no one questioned that. It was like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate that about South Africa. There are so many freedoms to the be tolerance seen. is fantastic. It's great in that sense. Whereas, I've noticed that like, we're we're being in China and also interacting with people from different parts of the world. I'm like, the reason why they think South Africans are. I've always keep hearing that South Africans are crazy. They always keep saying that about us. I'm like, why do you say? That? Like it's they say, a good true. crazy. They say usually. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow! Wow! If there was a video camera in this studio right now, <laughs> so people can see reactions and faces and the shade. 
It's actually getting a little bit too cold. Where's the light? Um, but really, <laughs> no, really, it's we, they consider us crazy, but like a good kind of crazy. They also consider us very blunt, straightforward. And we just, that's how we navigate our lives. And no one gets offended, really, in our South Africa. It's like, mm-hmm. this is just how we it's are. Wild so it's a freedom. Yeah. It's a freedom. Whereas people, other people are like, oh, can I? I'm like, say what you got to say. And then let's figure out if you can, if we can talk in a way that's understanding and respectful that you hear me when I have a problem and stuff like that. We are very open people. Such different ideas of what is respectful. I think, like, South Africans allow for... A level of conversation that to me is like wildly disrespectful. That's because we mm. know we are funny and we're like, damn. But take also, it we've done seen some shit. It's that's not wrong like, or right. I'm saying like, like, like I, it just for especially for where I was raised and like our culture, we're very repressed. Mm. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, if you look at our nicknames alone, it comes across as quite racist. Yeah. But it's so normal. Like, my uncle, he's fear of complexion. Body shaming. You know, yeah. My uncle, fear of complexion. His nickname was Whitey. Yeah. You know? And then this other other, other guy, he was dark of complexion. So, obviously, his name was Darkie. Mm. I mean, you take it to another country, they're like, wow, that is super ass racist, you know? Some colorism. Yeah, but yeah. it was, like, normal. Because I... we, identif- we identified you by one of your key distinct features. You told. So funny i walked into there was a vegan pop-up yeah. restaurant last year that i went to i think it was last year no the year before 2019 and it was it was a black vegan very much african-americans you know kind of party and the food was great and i entered this place and i was with another friend of mine and a, a girl from atlanta and or georgia around there mm. And we enter this place. I'm like, yo, look where the darkies at. You where the darkies at? They yeah. were, apparently, it was a no-no. Yeah. A no-no. This guy that invited me to the groups or whatever of the, you know, vegan, black this, black whatever. He was like, by the way, um, just so you know, darkies is not an acceptable term to be used in front of black people and Americans. Dude, you know and how I, was I like, feel about saying colored. I Damn. was like, darkie? Ah, but ducky is a ducky is a ducky. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, no, but, no, but seriously, look here. I was in America last year, Jan, hey? And I hung out with three black girls. And I was like, I still wanted to tell them, hey, I'm colored. But I was like, I don't know how they will handle that. Should I say it? Will they understand what I mean when I say I'm colored? I'm going to rather keep that information to myself. No, I do not want to get bitch slapped. Right? A freedom to be seen. You yeah. don't have that. Already. And I'm in South Africa, that's yeah. all it is. You just like, if you don't want to see me, you I'll make you see me. Mm. You have no choices here. Mm. You know? And it's like, I love that freedom. I love that honesty. I love people just being who they are. And for me, I, I realize that there's so many things that we are limited by, but this is just a cultural thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Things that I don't take seriously and or I'm not affected by it. I'm like, this is a joke, really. Why? Because it shouldn't matter to me that much, you know? It should not affect my my day. It's yeah. what, 10 seconds of my day, really? Now it's going to ruin my mm. everything? Nah. There's bigger issues in my life, i.e., well, particularly my own things, you know? And the outside world, it's always going to be there. So this, these are just the things, but we need to wrap up a little bit. And so whether it be freedom of speech, freedom the right to equality, the right to freedom of speech, the right to equality, um, even though we all know that humans are not born equal or treated equally, we, it, is, it's, it is the facts of life. Um, but what does it mean 
to be human? What does it mean to have a right? And what does it mean to feel seen? I, and I, it's a lot to deal with because I kind of... Those are many questions. Yeah, I, I merged them all together and I made like a nice, you know, sandwich mm. that you can just bite into and go crazy. So my first uh, big kid job was working for a healthcare company. Um, and it was a grueling job. And in a lot of ways, I felt like it was... Um, it, it definitely was a job that was for our residents and not built for the comfort of the employees necessarily. Mm. Though, in reality, they did take care of us quite well. Um, and one of the things I really appreciate about the company was their belief in intrinsic value. Right. right? Uh, because we worked with people with such a wide range of different abilities and debilitating diseases, right? Um, that this idea that every person who is, like, basically, you're born to a human, so you're human. And from that birth, you're com you come with intrinsic value. Mm. Um, and then, therefore, it's not a matter of, like, you don't earn your value from what you do, but, like, we can value you and you can still, we can still derive a lot of, like, value from being around you. Right, like if you grow in proximity to someone, they have, like they have learnt lent to your growth. Right, um, and I felt like I really appreciated that from my own self and wondering, like, uh, in America, there's a huge, uh, like people have a proclivity to identify themselves based on their work. Mm. Right, and so uh, when I wanted to leave that job and was also doing another job on the same side. And I was like, oh, how do I identify myself? And it's like, it's not about your work. She's like, you are you. And like, just being awake, breathing, mm -hmm. you're already like being you, right? It's not something that I have to reach out and become. Um, and while I still continue to work on understanding myself, of course, I don't always feel like that's the same thing as discovering my, like, yeah, you know, not, I'm not searching for myself. It's like revealing myself to myself yes. is what it feels more like. Yes. Um, yes. I. It's like watering your own grass. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, warming by. <laughs> I think I just continue to struggle with like, uh, do I feel comfortable being seen when, or do I feel comfortable with other people seeing what I can't yet see for myself? Right. Um, like I want to be like. A finished yeah. product yeah. before I reveal myself. Yeah, for sure. It must be a show. Yeah. It must be like a, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Get myself ready like, alone and then... Let me go know? to the mountain. Yeah. And when I am ready, I can come back down. All with the time. All of my revelations. <laughs> Damn. Okay, no. Biblical all the way, eh? No. You're biblical. Yeah. Did yeah, not no, see that coming. That was very mm. I am very No, but it's Christian. nice. It's true what they say, yeah. And what you? do you say? And what do you what do you think it means to be human, to to have your rights realized, and most importantly, to be to be free to feel seen? I don't know. You guys maybe feel very sheltered in this conversation. Sheltered? Yeah. Wow. Just talking to you guys maybe feel like I've had a really sheltered upbringing. How lucky. I guess so, but at the same time, it's not like I grew up in a place where I was the majority. So it's the fact that I was quite sheltered. It's amazing. Yeah. And like quite limiting. I don't know. Something else exposed to much people. It's amazing. So, you, but you were free. I was free but to express myself. 
I don't know. It's a big question. I need to think about it. Ah. <laughs> you don't have time, my friend. Or, um, I know. Because you are, you know, you. so what is it to be human for you? Well, just like you say, to express yourself to, to in every single way with your clothes, with your hair, with your thoughts, with your mouth, with your body. You mm. know? That's what it means to express yourself and be human. You know? And I feel like to add to that is also, you know, how do we realize the rights of ourselves and, you know, to be fully dignified in who we are and also live with integrity. And it's, and, and I think that one of the best ways to, to do that is to be you, yes, and not limit yourself, but to also, which is the hardest thing we can do, also not be, um, necessarily offended or shook by someone else's opinion of us. Yeah, I, and I was going to say, that's the thing that she always tells me, which I think is a really nice thing, is like, at first I thought it was a compliment, but then afterwards I thought it was an insult. <laughs> but now I'm going to take wow. it, um, now I'm going to take it as a compliment again. Is that a 360 or 180? I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I worked through the whole thing that she said, because I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, wait a minute. Did, did she, did she, <laughs> exactly. Did, am I just being naive in thinking that she meant it in a polite way, you know, or did she actually mean it in an insulting way? And I was like, no, man, I'm just, I can't be thinking negatively like that. Let's take it back to a compliment. When she said, like, you know, you a whole person, like, anyone's made out of different bits of oh, pieces. Oh, that's definitely an insult. I know, but I'll take, it as, <laughs> no. take it as a compliment. That's definitely Shh, an insult. No, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. Are. No, but it's a nice way to see people. <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> to be fair, I was being nice to myself. Wow. It's and an I, audible oh. thought that I'm sharing, yes. which is like remind because yes. I have such a habit of like seeing people as like this perfect, perfected, like well, and Wafika comes out like all the time, like dressed like to the nines, right? And you're like, the skinny bitch, like, yeah. and then she does something that's messed up, and I'm like, <laughs> you're a whole person. Yeah, no, it's a thing. A you, real whole person. Yeah, yes. you can't judge people based on one thing they've done. Or say it, you just take them as uh, see them that, that there's more than that and give them a chance, yeah. But I also need patterns, no, definitely. But I'm just Everyone saying, has a chance, you but know, also, yeah, people are whole people, humans are whole things. And that was definitely, I can't believe you did not realize that was an insult. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, ha, I know, Wait, no, but think about it, it just goes to show what kind of person I am, not her. yes, yeah. and that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, I feel free to be seen then because you guys make fun of me all the time. I think. But you deserve it, though. Yeah, I definitely do. Also, is that I'm one also, way? Yeah. Does it, <laughs> Thank you. You know, what? only I'm on the not, receiving end. I like I should just keep pointing fingers here. Hey, we can I be just, clowns together. I'm always a clown. I'm just want to know: uh, Are you only and, receiving? And listen, yet you can be clowns, but you can also be a bitchy clown. <gasps> you know. Oh, this is when we end this, by the way. So, uh, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for and uh, feeling free to be seen in your freedom of speeches mm. towards each other. Question uh, to though, me, all the things. Okay. <laughs> Ask your question. Oh no, we the whole topic was to discuss human rights, right? Yes. Yeah, which was it was quite interesting. Well, we yeah. come, we we it was about being seen, but that's like human rights is the right to feel free and yeah. You okay, know, so so my so. question, which maybe to, do we have time to ask? Why did you specifically choose myself and Yara? Is it based on our cultural and racial background? Yes, because you have differing ones, and that's exciting. And which, I've done what I've had to me, do today, and this is when we end it, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude, we've been talking for a while.